It's four o'clock. Ninety-two point three, your number one family radio. Lagos is one of the fastest-growing cities in the world and the fifth-largest economy in Africa. The city is growing so fast that censuses can't keep up. Lagos stands for rapid urbanization. But the city is faced with numerous challenges that comes with urbanization. Join us in the conversation on Rethinking Lagos show as we speak with policymakers, researchers, and politicians to address issues such as mobility, climate change, waste, housing, energy, and urban planning every Thursday by 4 p.m. on Inspiration 92.3. This program is brought to you by Rethinking Cities in collaboration with Eric Boris Stifcon. and thank you so much for joining us this evening it's uh, a brand new one returning making a return to your radio 92.3 inspiration fm smart uzechi is my name and i'm glad to welcome you to rethinking lagos uh, lagos is our city is the city we all live in and we all wish well for and so this show is going to be about the lagos we all are going to be proud of the livable lagos a lagos that will be inclusive and a lagos that will be sustainable so that's what the program will be about 4 to 4 45 every thursday on this station for now and it's fully interactive so you can uh, have a chance to participate on the program our numbers will remain 0700 923 923 923 923 that's 0700 923923 or send us messages on whatsapp 0817313619 nice to be back here um and we're coming back at such a good time where we're talking about um the issues around governance and um how our city should look like and what it should be nice to be back on inspiration fm Mm. it's so good to have you and uh, what a time to actually have this program because uh, everybody in lagos actually will want a better lagos definitely Uh, as we said earlier in lagos that is livable yeah uh, in lagos that is inclusive regardless of where you're from because this is a cosmopolitan city Uh, there's hardly any town uh, or clan in nigeria where you don't have someone from who is in lagos so lagos needs to be inclusive and of course we're here for our sustainability yeah and that's what we're going to be trying to uh, converse on this program yeah Mm. so um in the next couple of weeks um that's what we're going to be looking at um lagos of recent was ranked the second worst city to live in in Mm. the world Mm. uh, in the ranking of about 172 countries by the economics intelligence unit um second worst city to live in very sad uh despite all that we have been trying to put together and we are trying to do that's still the ranking that the city comes out with um is uh, talking about being inclusive um 
also speaks to the fact that um, regardless of your economic, your social status, the city should be able to accommodate you. Um, it's it's great for us to have visions um, of making our city better, smart city, and all of that. But it's also very very important that we build a city that um, everybody finds a place. You understand, regardless of um, what you earn. Mm. Uh, yeah, particularly Lagos is very very interesting. Um, economy seventy percent of the economic activity or the population. 60 to 70 percent uh, is made up of informality mm. um people who have this um businesses that are not very much formalized mm. you understand so when you're planning the city it's quite important that um you, you give a place for this for everyone, uh, for mm. everyone. uh the, the aspirations of saying okay hey we we really want to make we want to make our city become the next dubai uh is something that we may want to rethink and, yeah. and look at uh, and begin to say okay hey how can we give and policies should also be directed at such mm. uh, so if you're doing housing how are you providing housing for the majority mm. you know i was driving down and i saw a poster that said uh, affordable education so affordability is something that we have to define yeah, it's relative really it's relative <laughs> yeah. so um so if you say you want to make something affordable in Lagos, affordable housing, affordable education, you have to define it. Affordable yeah. for who? Yeah. So it's about it's about telling people like ask your politicians or ask um, the person who is asking you for your vote to say what do you mean by affordable? Yeah. Affordable for who? Mm. So with demography, are you providing housing for um, the seventy percent, the thirty percent, the one percent of the one percent? You have to define it. So definition is quite important mm. um in terms of we making policies that are inclusive sustainability pretty much speaks to the fact that um how how what are we going to do to ensure that whatever we are doing now we are considering tomorrow first mm. and tomorrow is still going to count for tomorrow so what strategic um, effort are we making in terms of the city planning to ensure that uh, it, it remains a sustainable environment the projects are sustainable the environment is sustainable to live in mm. um, so environmental considerations yes then where is our funding going to in terms of uh, transportation are we spending money um, are we spending more money in terms of you doing bike hailing services or you're doing mass transit mm. You know which way which one is um is environmentally more sustainable sustainability in terms of you're trying to provide um housing and um yeah lots of the general the general feeling that you have or what you hear regularly is uh, lots of people coming to the city of lagos every day every day <laughs> you know so there is the there is that the first thing probably they need is where to lay their head which yeah. is housing mm. so because there's pressure of uh inflow uh, there's also the clamor for housing mm. so we we see a situation now like oh housing projects are spinning up everywhere mm. but how sustainable are we approaching building houses a whole lot of dredging and sand filling is going on but what is the environmental implication for the city of lagos mm. 
Mm, kind of an EIA, yeah. you know, they have has to be done for all of these things. Yeah. You know, the environmental impact assessment, assessment yeah. on these things, yeah. and of course, talking about housing, a lot of homeless people yeah. in Lagos, you know, under the bridges have become more and more, you know, dangerous these mm. days. Lagos State government is now talking about evacuating people who are, are finding homes, you know, under the bridge, even shops, businesses yeah. there. The other yeah. day, Akpombon Bridge was on fire and people are actually complaining about losses. So the question yeah. is, were they supposed to be there yes. uh, in the first instance? Yeah. So th- these are the issues. Yeah, yeah, these are the the big issues. And uh, when you now look at, um, you've analyzed the need. You are talking about homeless people and all of that. But in terms of practice, where are we directing our buildings to? What kind of structures are we building? Mm. Uh, I mean, uh, you have housing projects with rooms and suits. Definitely, is not speaking to these people that you are talking about. Mm. You understand? Um, so when you talk about low-cost housing, mass housing, it really has to reflect, and you really have to tow that part. Um, not building houses that uh, people have to pay twenty-one million, thirty million, forty million. No, you, you yeah. th- then the inclusiveness will not be there. That what it's not that there. It's not. You there. understand. So yeah. you have to be mm. deliberate, and uh, you have to be quite systematic. I don't have a problem if you want to build luxury housing estates. Um, uh, is great. I don't have a problem with Banana Island. I don't have a problem <laughs> with um, Eco Atlantic. Mm. But can you cross fund mm. from these housing projects to meet the housing needs of the other category of the people in the society where you can do social housing mm. or for the targeted group that you have identified, the, the low income group who are yeah. in the majority? Who are in, in the, the majority? You understand? We will live in the riverine um, communities around the city of Lagos. Mm. I mean, uh, I mean, could you have cross-funded Eco Atlantic? Uh, do some cross-funding from Eco Atlantic to to build a new Makoko that will ensure that the original uh, residents still have that place and then tap into the economic opportunity of what exist in that um space mm. which is talking about inclusive planning with the people you understand uh definitely for instance uh, we have a very our mortgage system is not one that is uh, very great uh our people are still struggling even i don't know i, I can see even still pick up a mortgage with the <laughs> small money that i am <laughs> you know <laughs> you know okay so but we have our own people doing things their own way mm. um regenerating their own spaces in poor communities of lagos um primary mortgage systems working with developers in those poor communities i mean what opportunities lies there for us mm. planning with the people in those communities to rebuild their own communities the way that will work for them within their own economic um uh, within their own economic threshold mm. in case you're joining us now this is rethinking lagos is brand new making it a return on the program on the station today 92.3 inspiration fm captain smart is my name dg akimpelu is with me this evening this program will encapsulate everything regarding and relating to lagos so we'll be looking at a livable Lagos around health, housing, transportation, and security. A Lagos that is inclusive in terms of education, technology, commerce, 
and gender-related issues, and of course, a sustainable Lagos in agriculture, environment, water, and infrastructure. We'll open the phone lines in just a moment, so you can call us and talk to us about the Lagos of your dreams, uh, vis-a-vis uh, the Lagos you are in right now. Let's just talk about Lagos. Whatever questions you have, uh, whatever concerns you have, you can voice them on this program. Our number 0700-923-923-923. And we welcome the very first caller on Rethinking Lagos this time. Hello, good evening to you. Good evening, Captain Smart. Thank you so much for calling us. Yes, my name is Alolami. I'm on the road. Welcome, Alolami, on the road of Lagos. Yes, I'm heading towards um, Chevron. I went to Aja. In fact, this is a very program, uh, a very good program I've been waiting for. And thank God your guest. Um, good afternoon. I can't really. Deji. Is the Deji's name? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is a very good program. It's a very, very good program. Um, just now, I noticed that uh, there's a demolition going on along that um, um, Chevron, Chevron towards Aja. On the on the right hand, oh no, on the left hand side, the shop under the generating line. Hello, can you hear yeah. me? Yes, we can hear you. We can. Um, uh, actually, uh, some business have actually been affected. But really, if you look, we are looking at the Lagos of our dreams. People are not supposed to be there in the cockpit. A lot of people building shops and um, and um properties under that generation line, they are well learned and they travel a lot. A lot of them go outside the country and come in. I don't think they've seen anything like that. People building shops and um, houses under a generation line. It's wrong and and I'm not saying I'm happy that the business has been affected, but I don't know if the government have authority for them, especially those of them selling cars on that road, if there's an authority for them now that the demolition is going on. And the government also, Lagos government needs to also do a lot of orientation, reorientation of people that this area are not, they are restricted areas. People are not supposed to be at that area. People are not supposed to have businesses at that particular area. I don't know if government should need to do a jingle or something to actually reorientate and sanitize people on this building of shops on this kind of um, high risk area. Because if all of those wires trap, a lot of people are affected and a lot of businesses. Mm. So, government should also carry people along. I know a lot of them are learned and some of them might not be learned, but they should also carry them along. That this All right. Yeah. Uh, Alulami, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, Good point that she made there. We'll have another caller. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll just uh, lump these things together, together yeah. and then give a, a generic response. Hello. Good evening to you. Thank you so much for calling. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. My name is Abi. I'm calling from Lagos. Abi, you might just uh, want to speak up a little louder so we can hear you better here. My name is Abi. I'm calling from Lagos. Welcome. Mm. Okay, fine. You know, um, uh, Lagos City, yes. Um, uh, I think there's a lot, there's a lot that is um, uh, making um, uh, the ranking of Lagos City as one of the worst cities in Lagos. And I think the government needs to put their foot on ground. This is not rocket science. But the government is aligned a lot of things. Like one of them is the key situation of the Agbero situation. If you go around the Ajab Bridge in the morning, you will just be saying, this is the mega city you're talking about. This thing also happens something like Ikeja, which is the capital of the state. There are some certain things that should not be seen in the capital of the state, the capital of the country. 
you see the ad bill, one ad bill, colleagues like almost five ad bill collecting money from one pecking pair and one boss, and the boss man is not alone, they are pulling the door. Mm. A lot of things. Then when you talk about this dredging thing, Lagos State shoes, you, you see some places they are doing dredging and you'll be surprised. Where is the visa? Why are you guys getting this time from? You know, a lot of things. Yeah, the state meant well, but sometimes I think a lot of corruption in the system, they try to turn their face because of the money they get over some certain things. Though later they will come, when there's not crisis, they will not come up. They will not come to try to sort it out. But some people, officials in the government, collect money and turn their face away from the right thing. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much uh, for your call. There's 0700-923-923-923 is our number here. This is about Lagos, for Lagos, and uh, by Lagos people. The city we love, uh, we're talking about uh, in Lagos that is livable that is inclusive, and of course, that is sustainable. We'll take two more calls and return to DG, who is in the studio here. Hello, good evening to you. Hello, good evening, Pastor Smart. Welcome. Good evening. Sorry about that, we lost the call. If you make it back, we'll be really glad. 0700-923-923-923 or send a message on WhatsApp, 0817-313-6193. And we're talking Lagos uh, this evening. Uh, did you, so the, the two calls that just came in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, part of uh, the issues you raised there. Yeah, they're part of it. Um, she mentioned um, an ongoing demolition. Mm. Yes, definitely totally wrong. Um, building on the power line and all of that, um, totally wrong. It's not, it's not what we're talking about. Uh, those kind of things that people should be uh, moved away from such places. Mm. But in my own line of work and the city of Lagos in the last uh, five, six years, uh, it's sad, it saddens me to have seen demolitions that took place in places like Otodogbamia, mm. uh, where people were forcefully evicted from where they live despite um, a substantive court order. Otodogbamia, you Google it, the story is there. The people till today, they don't have any compensation. Mm. Um, December 31st, um, two years ago, people in uh, Monkey Village were forcefully, in Oregon, were forcefully moved out of where they live. I mean, a, a computer training center was totally demolished. A computer training center that, was, that had been built by an organization um, for the children who live in that community mm. was pulled down. Mm. I mean, those are the kind of demolitions I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, demolitions that are uh, specifically and strategically targeted at low-income groups, river nine areas, um, is a subject matter of concern. Um, and that we should look into. Mm. Um, because you want to build a, a very big housing estate in uh, somewhere in Lekki and you just have to forcefully move some people out of there even when they have a court order is um, is not the mm. kind of inclusive city that oh, we're we, are, we, are, we are looking okay. at. What one other caller? Hello, good evening to you. Hello, can you hear us? Good evening. Are you trying to call us back? 0700-923-923-923. That's 0700-923-923-923. Then the second caller uh, raised yeah. another issue. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Agbo, yeah, it's mm. interesting. Um, the transport sector, um, the informal transportation in Lagos accounts for f- about 40% of the transportation that we experience in the city of Lagos while f- walking. Uh, accounts for another working on food, yeah, yeah. <laughs> accounts so, for so another that, that's, that's a sector now, <laughs> yeah. It's a sector, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you might just want to listen to this caller, okay. Hello, good evening to you. Hello, good evening, Pastor Smart. Good evening, 
Hello, good evening, Pastor Smart. Thank you for calling. My name is Thomas. I'm calling from Ikoi. Thomas, go ahead quickly. Yeah, quick one, please. I have some challenge. Um, I registered my car in Lagos and I travel with it out of Lagos and the car documents expire and I renew it in my state and I come back to Lagos and they said my car have a penalty of 20-something thousand. Mm. That I don't need to renew any roadworthiness from any other state except if you register car in Lagos, you must renew your roadworthiness in Lagos. So mm. it sounds somehow to my ear. So I don't know whether there is any law that if you register car in Lagos, you must not uh, renew it anywhere except you come back to Lagos and renew the car. So I was asking the the guy on the road. I said, okay, if I didn't renew this thing, how will I be able to take the car? from my state back to Lagos. He said I would have called whoever registered the car for me to renew the document and send it for me on WhatsApp. Okay, uh, I, I, I think we, we get it. Around car renewal papers. I, I think the G, people should know that you're not an official <laughs> of the Lagos State Government. I am not. <laughs> Interesting. Hello, good evening to you. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. I'm Nike. I'm in traffic. Welcome. I'm calling from Lagos. Mm. I believe that Lagos should have a special system. And then you must sympathize with the plight of the government. If you have an idea of the number of people all over Nigeria that want to come to Lagos and live there, you know that unless Lagos is really given a special system as a state in this federation, I don't really see how Lagos is going to be that Dubai that you're all dreaming of. Mm. Everybody from their state. Everybody wants to come to Lagos. And when they come to Lagos, many of them don't have any plans. They don't mind coming to sleep under the bridge. They don't mind coming to hang on a tree. Mm. They just want to come to Lagos. Yeah, interesting. They will make it in Lagos. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, so I was talking before. I, mm. I, I hope I'll catch uh, yeah, up with yeah. that. And um, I'm not advocating for Lagos to become Dubai. Mm. I want Lagos to be better for Lagosians, <laughs> not Dubai. Because I can't live in Dubai. Oh. Like I, I can't. Is the city is expensive. I mm. can't live mm. there. So I can't build a vision for Lagos to mm. become like Dubai. It has uh, to be sustainable. Yeah, livable. Yeah. Livable. And that's just. Yeah. That's just what I want. Mm. I want a city that is sustainable. That is livable. You know, uh, Lagos is not. And that's the that's one of the big issues uh, when somebody wants to paint to you that we are going to make it that fancy city. How many of us can live in that fancy city? How many of us can live in the UK? Your mm. your, your friends are living in the UK. They the bills, the, <laughs> you know. But they are functional cities, do. Yeah. Mm. But you can make our city functional mm. if we really address the issues. Um, you're talking about the Agbero system. Mm. I mean. What, whatever chaos that is going on that you experience, the behavior, the mannerism that you experience is something that the government should rather address. But um, what we have there is pretty much something that is heavily politicized. You understand? They clearly have leadership. And that sector needs to be reorganized. The point I was trying to make is that they are very heavy than they do a whole lot of the heavy lifting of transportation in the city of Lagos. Mm. While they account for over 40 percent, the BLT system, as big as it is, as long as it is, accounts for less than 13 percent. Wow, way less. Um, so that is a very critical sector that we should demand for change. You understand? How do you reform that sector? How do you get that 
sector reorganized you know that the there was a new name that was given to the organization is it by rebranding the government took an action rebranded the i mean is it just by change of name for them uh what are you demanding from the system what are you what kind of financing what kind of training or re retraining or what intervention are you really doing you know that that's what we are talking about you understand organically the city has to grow you can't jump from being two years old to become 10 years old it's mm -hmm. not possible because because i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a 40 year old man and i admire this 60 year old man or something then i would just want to jump in one day it's not possible mm -hmm. we're talking about the train infrastructure that has been put together in lagos the red line and the blue line and i, I showed you that there's supposed to be a green line there's a purple line mm -hmm. <laughs> they're about there's five other line. lines yeah. that we're supposed to have in the city of lagos and we don't even have one yet <laughs> it's just things are just about to so we have a very long time to even put the entire rail infrastructure that we need to put in place you know but however the one that is functioning as of today what is the reform that you are uh, can government do it there was a release of the new buses the blue buses i mean there are over 75,000 small buses in the city of lagos so mm. when you put in about 500 as an intervention 500 times that's 75,000. Mm. that's a drop in the ocean yeah <laughs> so you have to strategically begin to think like okay what what role does so private sector will always have a role to play and that's where you hear the lingo ppp public private sector partnership and all of that but one of the big challenges i have with those models is that uh while government is supposed to stand in that in those arrangements to ensure that the people get a fair deal that's not what we get mm. you understand so people must come into public private sector partnership you have to begin to think about um so private developers who are building luxury housing um what 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 can how can you tax them on social housing and what incentives will you give to them so i'm saying oh you're a private developer you're doing this you're building oh the great banana island you're doing this in the co-atlantic fantastic what are you going to do for us uh in helping to provide social housing mm. okay if you do this then we'll give you this incentives you understand so that's planning because sometimes you begin to ask yourself okay where is the money going to come from where is the funding going to come from this is creatively thinking not like uh, a private sector person comes and cannot even start the business because of the taxes and mm. the requirements that government that is needed by government and after they've paid all that to you they will come and put it on you who happen to be the public because they couldn't strike a good deal with those who are in government mm. so you talk about water transportation oh we have 18 new jetties 17 new jetties 20 new jetties but the question is how affordable is it mm. so if i'm going to move from a korudu to the island and i'm paying 1500 i will say the jet team might as well not exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. We'll go back to the phone line 0700-923-923-923. We're thinking Lagos. Welcome. Uh, hi, welcome. My name is Ayo. I'm calling from Lekki. Thank you, Ayo. Okay, um, so I think majorly with Lagos, um, 
one issue I think that we are sort of gradually ignoring is the constant, um, you know, popping up of a lot of chances. So I think that in different areas of Lagos, because of the intended development, we are constantly pushing people and creating new chances. And we are not worried about, you know, the economic effect of those um, those areas. I think that in terms of solutions, we can at least make sure that we create, um, we allow a lot of power in that sector. With, you know, constant power in areas that are not as developed, you know, they can use that as an economic driver to sustain themselves. Everybody with SMEs can at least suffice and serve people with more economic power closer to them. And if we move from that region, you know, from the outskirts into the nucleus of Lagos, it helps the social economic um, power in terms of finances of all of the people. I think that's, the, that's something I think that can work in terms of helping Lagos grow. But for now, I think we are ignoring um, all of the chances that are popping up because of the developments that we are putting into the central Lagos in, in, in courts. Mm. Thank you so much uh, for uh, your call there. Good evening, Captain Smart and Deji. On the problem of area boys in Lagos, until the leaders of the state are willing to sacrifice the political advantage and the huge economy around this menace, it will remain a business as usual uh, thing. Steve from Ikorodu, uh, that's your S- message. Steve said that I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The number to call us 0700 923 923 923. The last caller, yeah. his comment Valid point. Yeah, hinged on housing. Yeah. and security yeah so yeah it's talking about um the shanties, the shanties. springing up because there's some up. security issues there yeah so that's also the 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 meat so a whole he didn't even say i don't think he says security issues mm. but that is what people quickly associate those areas mm. to uh with uh say insecurity but there are human beings who live there who your driver your carpenter, the carpenter that came to your house this morning to fix that your chair lives there. We quickly ascribe insecurity to those areas. Mm. And that that's where the criminals are coming from. Criminals mm. live in high-brow estates in the city of Lagos. One popular one was arrested how many? Two, three years ago. You know. But he was talking about the economic value mm. that exists in these places. And working with the people which is the right thing to do what is the economic value of a makoko what is the there's fishing that goes on in that place that you call a shanty mm. children live there uh, i've met with children living in those communities uh, i've seen them i recently did a body of work on a documentary about the use of internet among young people in makoko and right there and there i see graphics artists in that same community so one of the things we quickly run off with is that there criminals. Are criminals who live there, mm. which I think is rather unfair. You understand? You you look at a, a whole community and you lump everything together and you say they are all criminals. Mm. If we have to do the work of fishing out criminals and addressing insecurity, let us address insecurity. But don't look at a place and label the generality of the people and say they are criminals. Kings, ballers exist in those communities. These people belong to... There is no community in Lagos that is not under a CDA. And the, the government meets with the CDA chairman. Mm. Okay, we we'll have a caller. Hello, good evening to you. Oh, good evening. Thank you for staying on the line. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Uh, Nikia from Lagos. 
Welcome, Nike. Nike, we can hardly hear you. Uh, would you please speak directly to the mouthpiece of your telephone? Lagos, I said Nike from Lagos. Mm. The citizens of Lagos or the people living in Lagos themselves have a role to play. Nigerians are basically, they live, they have dirty lifestyles. They don't believe that they must clean the environment. They don't believe that wherever they live, they have a part to play in keeping the place decent and clean too. And I also believe that the resources of Lagos, I doubt whether it will cater for the number of people. And just let me give you an example. What about those 300 buses that some hoodlums calling under the, on, 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 in the guise of entrance set ablaze? Those buses were meant to relieve the residents of Lagos State. So those are issues. So we should not be just expect that the government that should be doing everything and we are quick to blame government and we are never satisfied with what the government is doing. The people living, the Nigerians themselves, they have to change their attitude to life. Many of us are very desperate. That's my take on the issue. Thank you, Nike. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah, interesting point. Um, who is almost sometimes is like needs to be blamed, hmm. government or the people. Hmm. But where I take it from is how the laws that you make, how, how does it work? for the people is it working for the people or against the people so you take a law like um the we have psps who go around and pick waste in the city of lagos mm. while i will tell you that the model of having a psp can work easily on the island you know middle middle class areas but that that solution has struggled in low-income areas of lagos so i pay my psp every month they come to pick my waste every week. Low-income communities in the city of Lagos run on a daily basis. Waste, man waste generation is daily. Waste collection is supposed to be daily. Mm -hmm. You get it. The dynamics of the city, you can't use a one bullet to solve the problem of Lagos because you have different areas of Lagos. And if that may take me to local government administration. So a whole lot of things has been centralized and making it difficult for things to work. So instead of having a situation whereby every local government is working and developing its, a, its own area, working with its people, understanding the dynamics of the people, their income um, distribution and making its own laws, doing its own waste management, you have a situation whereby you are making a blanket law for everybody mm. and it's not working. So you have see online, I see all the time people, yes, I'm totally against it. Don't go and throw your waste in the drainage system. Mm. Yes, it's wrong. You know, but I've constantly had to engage with communities. How will this PSP thing work for you? Why are you still patronizing the cut pushers that the government has declared illegal? Because we generate our waste daily. We can't keep it. I have a very big tank outside my house where I dump my waste. They don't have such opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's daily for them. They rather see these guys on a daily basis and say, okay, pick my waste and everything. You can't. What you expect that will work in Ikoyi cannot work in Okokomaiko. No. So a whole lot of things is being centralized. You know, we have a system of uh, administration that is now everything is Lagos driven. 
you don't even hear much from your local government so the people can meet and say local government this is the way we want it this is the permit this is how much it would be growing up um in the 95 i think uh, lagos island local government launched the golden line Adeniji Adele, I think, was the local government chairman of Lagos Island then. Transportation that you will speak to, that somebody's buying buses, was done by a local government. We've rendered our local governments totally useless, you know, uh, and they're not functioning. Whereas they're supposed to be the closest to the people. Mm. Understand, there are several things that have been raised that uh, maybe I should quickly address. Special status for Lagos, yes, is a valid point, considering... Um, um, the amount of um of course the people that come in but also know that these people that come into lagos when lagos say we when we say the government has this xyz igr that is where it is also coming from but that would be a huge legislative legislative uh, problem yes that's a, has to do yeah. with legislation and yeah. um other people will soon start having that idea yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it's yeah while it is important it is also for you to learn to maximize what we have and you block your revenue leakages uh, yeah where are we having leakages where are we having issues it's like somebody who is not managing his uh income of fifty thousand. well and say the day i earn five hundred thousand, i'll be sorted you will never be sorted if you don't know how to manage your money mm. It is not about the more, but it is how well you use the little you have. Yeah, if if we are able to generate all the income and our policies are not well directed to solve the problem of the majority, the health problem of the majority, the educational problem of the majority. I mean, it's great for you to build schools, but if children who live in slums don't have schools to go to, how sustainable is that? I did not, I mean, it was a will that said the children that you fail to train, <laughs> they are the ones that will come after you tomorrow. Mm. So it is alarming in as much as, oh, I think, you know, particularly our middle class, you know, we live, uh, we, we, we live in a self-help state. You, you pay for your, you organize your own security, you organize your own light, you know, and we think it's all cool. You understand? As long as, yeah, I can live in that estate. Diamond Estate, Golden Estate, Jubilee, whatever estate <laughs> you want to call it. And it's all gated. What Lagosians, middle class, have been able to do is gate themselves in the community. But every day you have to come out of that gate. And you have to confront the son or the daughter of that man outside the society. Gate. Outside the gate. Mm. And sadly, we are having such a big menace of them. You're talking about area boys. You're talking about traffic. Um, traffic robbery. I mean, it is about some group of young people that government is not paying attention to. These are young people who dropped out of public school or never had the opportunity of going to public school. Have you ever tried to ask yourself, who is an area boy? Where is he coming from? What is his backstory? What field system? You know, these days, you know, it's very, the middle class is very common. For, you know, you go to, so they tell you a child has a learning problem and you begin to walk around it what about poor people their children too have learning problem and a lot of them have dropped out of school mm. you need to go to some places in lagos island and you see how children who used to go to school no longer go to school they're on the street they are engaged in vices is there any intervention that you're doing to take these people off the street 
It is good. We're building schools. We are commissioning schools. It's great. But the menace of area boys, who is going to take them off the street and do an intervention? Hmm. Many years ago, I, um, I, I remember when I used to work in um, LTV8, some group of area boys then by the government were brought in and they were taught how to do carpentry. It was an intervention. They took them off the street and they intervened to empower them. Not through anything about establishing one employment agency that is so fanciful and all of that, but taking the bull by the horn and being more deliberate. Mm. Okay, maybe this is our last call on the show this evening. Welcome to the program, Rethinking Lagos. Hello? Okay, the caller is not there. So, DJ, before we, we run off really, we, you've basically touched on so many aspects. But w- one aspect I would like you to touch on before you tell us about the upcoming program yeah. is uh, the water situation in Lagos. Water? Water. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we started talking about that earlier. Yeah. yeah. But water is totally comatose in the city of Lagos. I mean, how many people actually have water running, government water running out of their tap? Uh, is do, do we really have government taps? Yes, yeah, in Lagos. Still, yeah, we still do. Mm. We still do. Um, but totally, I mean, it's it's non-functional. I mean, people who live in Lekki, for instance, quality of access to water and quality of water is a big problem in the city of Lagos. Someone once said that Hello? You, you live on the island, they supply water from the mainland. <laughs> Hello, good evening to you. You're the last caller. Rethinking Lagos. Yeah, good evening. Good yeah. evening, Pastor Smart. How are you doing today? Very well, thank you, sir. A very, very fantastic program. I pray it lasts long like uh, sharing life issues. It's <laughs> 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 going to put government on their toes. That is one thing I can tell you. Very wonderful program. Now, please, it baffles me at times the way we think in this part of the world. It's like we are just uh, wasteful. When Ambode was um, commissioning landscape or whatever they call it, uh, Lagoscape or Lagoscape. Visionscape. Visionscape. I called on that very day and I said, this is failure delivered from inception. How can you call the white to come and be packing those beans for us? It doesn't make sense because we will still have to pay them in dollars or whatever is being paid to them will be paid in dollars. And it's obvious it failed. Secondly, if you look at a number of uh, electric poles that were erected then, even if a pigeon lands on it, that pole, th- those poles will shake. The poles will shake. That is just to let you know that some of these things, they should put so much thought into it. It's not the money they want to make out of it, but for the use of many, not for the use of few. Like the issue of the dustbin now, there hasn't been a solution to it. It has become, and you cannot keep those being as your pillow. You just have to get rid of it. Anyhow, anywhere, anyhow. It's not something good for people to be throwing it in the canal. But when they don't have somewhere to pack it, definitely they just have to empty it. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Because of time, we'll just have yeah. to leave it there. You, unfortunately, you're you are going to have to make your concluding statements now. Yeah. We are yeah, 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 yeah. So, we're going to, so we subsequent episodes are going to be dedicated to different sectors. Yeah. We're going to be talking about water and yeah. what should be done. Mm-hmm. And I think 
water is one topic that Lagosians should demand an answer from mm. uh, from government. Like, what are we doing? It mm. can never be a foregone conclusion. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so some of the ideas we've been sharing, um, uh, we really want to do a public engagement uh, with those who believe that they want to aspire to become something in the state in terms of governance. So we're having a policy briefing this next week, Thursday, 22nd mm. uh, of September. Um, but you have to call in to, to register. So if, if you're if you are probably aspiring to contest for any post, regardless of your political party or any affiliation, we are apolitical, we are not associated with anybody, um, you, you can come in. And um, the number to call is just send your name to 0702-0702-529-529-7139. Should I call it again? Yeah. It's as if there's, a way, there's a way you guys do it. <laughs> 0702-0702-529-529-7139. Seven one three, seven one three, nine, nine. Mm. You know, so it's a policy engagement. So we have um, publications, research. Everything I've said here is out of born out of research that mm. has been done. So we work with the academia, with researchers to analyze the situation on ground mm. and come up with possible solution. And this is what is about. This is not a fragment of somebody's imagination. imagination. All right. Uh, mm. it, it, uh, there are things that we've put to test, and we are open to ideas. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, DG Akipalu, for coming to the program today. This yeah. is. We're thinking Lagos. We'll be back next Thursday at 4 p.m. Hoping you join us at that time. My name is Captain Smart. Have a good evening. Mm-hmm.